Rio Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by United Plumbing and Heating, TJ's Evergreen Herbal Market, and Pam Harris's Pequail Realty. All in Rio Rancho, it is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our Mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Derek, and good morning to everybody out there, and Happy New Year again. Here we are, first weekend in January. Yes. And the year's off to a run. We promised we would talk about this newsletter you put out. Well, did you get your newsletter? I did. It's okay. On, it's right there on your I, I little see stand. It. You yes. brought it to me. Yes. Absolutely. It was mailed here to the radio station. Okay, so you got one here. If you didn't get one, mm-hmm. you can still get one. I've got a bunch of them here you left. Got me. some here at KDSK that we just brought you here. You can also pick one up at any of the three Rear Rancho Library locations. You can pick one up at City Hall. We've got them sitting there right as you come through the front door. They're on a rack right there. I believe you can get one at the Aquatic Center as well. So just about any public building that is a City of Rear Rancho building. Oh, yeah, the Senior Center. So you can get one there, either of the two of the senior centers. So they're still out there. But you can also go to rrnm.gov, which is the city's website, rrnm.gov. And there's a digital copy of it right there. And uh, if you do go out there, we encourage you to take that digital copy and please share it on your social media. But we're going to go over the newsletter today. And let me remind everybody, speaking of social media, if you don't have time to listen to the whole show today, please remember that we upload the show to a podcast, Greg Hull, Mayor of Rear Rancho podcast on Spotify. It's a free listen. So if you just put that in your search engine, whether that's Google, or MSN or whatever your search engine is, just type in Greg Hull, Mayor of Rio Rancho Podcast, and it'll come right up there, and you can listen to the whole show. We normally upload them the next day, so this will be up and available to listen to tomorrow sometime. So just a reminder, don't forget about the podcast, and if you do listen to the podcast, please share that on your social media as well. But let's look at this newsletter. So you got your newsletter, Derek. I have it in front of me. Yeah, so a lot of stuff going on in the city of Rio Rancho. We're kicking off a new year, and... And, of course, the first thing on the front of this newsletter is Rio Rancho Votes. Yes. So we've got an election coming up. We've talked about this a little bit. And uh, we do have a municipal officer election that's going to kick off here. And that's the polling date. The actual election day is going to be on March 5th. And we'll know soon who all the various different candidates are. But my focus for our show purposes is the other things that are on the ballot because as we mentioned in previous shows we've got three city council races but that being said from a citywide perspective there are three bond questions on this ballot and that is do we want to continue the road bond do we want to continue the public safety bond and do we want to continue the quality of life bond all of these together once again do not raise your taxes and as I promised in a previous show, sometime between now and March 5th, we will have an in-depth detail about these bonds uh, that tells you, yes, they won't raise your taxes, but if they all three got voted down, would that reduce your taxes? Yes, absolutely. If any one of them got voted down, that would reduce your taxes. So we'll answer the, the question that's on everybody's mind. How much? Okay, well, we'll get to that answer in the next week or two in subsequent shows. We'll get a whole breakdown. You and I have done this before. But if it does get it voted down, of course, then whatever, say it's the road bond, then we're not fixing any more roads. Correct. So major road construction would 
probably come to a screeching halt. Absolutely. You'd Without still that, do the potholes, but not yeah, yeah, major. Yeah. Potholes and crack patching would still right. go on, but major road construction and repaving would come to a screeching halt. It's so important when you think about the bond, and I'm probably going into this a little more because right now, as opposed to a, a future show, so you've baited me into it. I know. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> um, you showed me a squirrel and I'm going to chase it, is that the road bond was originally approved by the voters in 2016. Okay. Then it was reapproved in 2018. Then it was by re- a lot. By a lot, right. In the 70 percentile when it was reapproved. And it's been in the 70 percentile ever since. So 2016, 2018, 2020, and 2022, the voters have all said four times, yes, we want to do this. Now, that's $10 million basically a cycle there. Every two years, $10 million. The first one was actually only $9 million. But the value of the city has grown, so now it's up to about $10 million is what the yield on that is. But that's $40 million. But if you read our newsletter, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this as we get into it, we've actually done, in the last eight years since we started the road bond, we've actually done over $100 million in road construction. But there's only $40 million that came from the road bond. And the reason for that is is that we use the $40 million as matching funds to go out and get state and federal dollars. Those are called matching dollars. So it's very important that we hunt down those extra dollars. So I can point to probably $60 million in state and federal funding that we've been able to bring in to match our $40 million. So we've exponentially grown the effectiveness of our bonds by doing that. So that's one of the very, very, very important. You invest a little on the front end, and if we're doing it right, we're going to get a lot more on the back end. Yeah, well, that's good to know. I know people have asked why sometimes why you don't go after state and federal dollars, and of course you do. I do. But they didn't know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we go after it. But you have to also understand, I don't know how many thousands of cities are in the United States. I don't you, know that you number. You compete with all those other cities. Correct. Yeah. And I don't know how many thousands of counties there are in the United States. I know there are 50 states. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so we're all competing for those federal dollars. And when you look at our road projects that are 10, 15, 20 million dollars for some of our road projects, we're competing against road projects that are in the hundreds of millions of dollars, like reconstructing bridges. When you think about some of the bridges around New Mexico that need to be rebuilt. Those bridges are all on ICIPs. When you think about the bridges that go across the Rio Grande, it's been a while, but if you drive across the Alameda Bridge, you see where the old bridge was next to it. You know, at some point in time, we replace these bridges that get us across the river, right? And Well, think about like LA or New York where they have five lane highways on each direction. That, you know, our bridges that have to go across. Yeah, what about that that bridge, that highway over the back east where the truck blew up underneath it and it melted down the bridge and they had to shut down that main arterial for a couple of months? The impact of that stuff is is incredible. How much does something like that cost to fix? Wow. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. a lot, especially with as fast as they had to get it done. Yeah, because that's the main artery. I don't know if you remember, but back when you had the earthquakes in California where all those freeways collapsed on each other yeah they paid a lot a lot a lot of money to get all those fixed but they did it in record time yeah they actually gave bonuses to get it done sooner right because again santa monica freeway is a main artery that's what 
goes right through Los Angeles all the way to the Pacific Coast. Exactly. So when you think about all of the roads throughout the entire United States, we're competing against all of these other individuals for those federal and state dollars. So how right? how do you convert? You got to be a salesman. How do you, you really do? To spend the money. Yeah. <laughs> you really do. You, uh, there's a lot to it when you're asking for the money. You've got to show the public benefit. How it's going to benefit? Is it a regional project? Does it have a regional impact on what you're doing? For example, five twenty eight obviously has a regional impact. So when you look at that as a state road, you're going to look at that and the ask to help get money for something like that mm-hmm. shows that it's going to help Corrales, it's going to help Bernalillo, it's going to help all the cities to the north that might actually come down through Rio Rancho and into Albuquerque. There's a whole lot of details. The population that it serves, just one thing after another. When you're doing these applications to get these additional monies, but the first question pretty much that gets asked is, do you have any matching funds? They want to know you have skin in the game. Right. They want skin in the game. And that's why I brag about the fact that when we repaved Rainbow Boulevard from southern to northern, that was a $4 million project that only cost the city of Rio Rancho $500,000 because $3 million of that, we were able to get state and federal funding to help with that project. And then we had a developer out there that kicked in the other half million. So we got that really nice section of road from southern all the way to northern done for $500,000. That's great, too, because I remember that. It was in really bad shape. It was. It was worn down. It was cracked. But there's not a big population out there yet. Right. There's going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see it coming. Well, and that's why I didn't think we would ever get that road repaved in my tenure, right? Because it just didn't have the population count. It didn't have the traffic count. Right. But it was extremely bad condition, and it was getting extremely dangerous. So we were looking for a way to get that done for the amount of people that it served out there. And, yes, the traffic population is growing out there, but – at the same point in time, it's not what you're going to find where you have forty to 60,000 cars a day at 528 and oh, Southern, yeah. right? Yeah. Right in front of Intel Corporation, you've got like 50,000 cars a day. At Unser and Southern, you've got 30,000, 40,000 cars a day there. So you don't have that type of traffic count out on Rainbow. So when you're looking at how you're going to ask for these funds, you really have to point to who does it serve, how does it serve, all these different things. So those are the ways that we chase down those federal dollars. And then getting those matching dollars is very, very, very important. Now, that brings us to the centerfold, basically, of There's the, a centerfold. Yeah, a centerfold. <laughs> that brings us to the center portion, I should say. Yes. There you go. Of the newsletter, which is totally about road improvements happening throughout the city. And one of the things that we talk about, Derek, is when I talk to people is where does our money come from? Where are we spending money on? How are we allocating these dollars to fixing these roads? How are we doing this? Well, on the first page here, you see the road improvements that are underway or happening throughout the city. We've got Spring Road. We've got Quantum and Laser and Vortex that's kicked off. Enchanted Hills Boulevard, that's going on right now. Coming soon, we've got Northern Boulevard. Those are the projects. But where do we get the money? And so when you talk about the matching dollars that we get from all of these projects, when you look from 2016, and we talked about this, 
from the road bond, when the road bond started, we've done over 38 major road projects that have been completed and more than 110 miles of residential streets that have been improved and more work is slated to be completed in the near future. So we're not stopping. We don't think that we've crossed the finish line here. It's an ongoing process, and as you and I have talked about on this show, when you get to the finish line on fixing roads, that's also the start line. So you just right. – it's, it's so cyclically. Did 10 years ago now need – Exactly. Yeah. So you'll find, uh, you'll find in this page a really interesting graph here of where does this money come from. Out of the 38 major road projects, more than $108 million in the city between fiscal years 2016 and 2024 had the following funding sources. So now look at this. 37.5% of the money came from the city-approved GO bonds, which are on the ballot coming up here in 60 days. So on March 5th, when we have the election, is that you will vote on this road bond. So 37% of the funding comes from that. If we lose that funding, our ability to get these roads fixed comes to a screeching halt. Now, this happened in 2011, Derek. I don't know if you're... Yeah, we you, discussed it before where people didn't have the faith that it was going to get done. Right. But uh, you look at this, so, okay, 25.9% comes from federal grants. You think, okay, well, if we don't vote for this, we'll just use the federal money, but you don't get the federal money. No, see, we pretty much would lose the federal money <laughs> yeah. if we don't have the matching city money. Right. Because that is the general thought process of, oh, look, we're already getting all these other funding sources. Let's just cut this one out. Well, this all adds up to $108 million. If you take $40 million, that's over, a, for like, say, from 2016 to 2024, that's over an eight-year period. So pulling that $40 million out is going to seriously stagnate our ability to actually fix these roads. And then if we don't have those matching funds, we probably won't be able to pick up the money from those federal contracts. We probably won't be able to pick up the 13% from the state programs. And then, of course, as you can see, when it comes to the state legislature, capital outlay, 2% of it came from there. Sandoval County, the city of Rio Rancho is in Sandoval County. They've contributed less than 0.5% of the total work that's been done over the last eight years. City uh, road impact fees, 1.6%. The impact fee is the fees that are charged on builders for building new homes and new businesses. So they're one-time fees yeah, one on that piece fees. of land. Right, and they're collected for a very specific reason, and we'll use impact fees to build what we call infrastructure that supports more than just the neighborhood that those homes are being built in, more regional infrastructure, main roads. Mm -hmm. For example, impact fees and credits were basically used for the building of Cabazon Boulevard because Cabazon Boulevard services far more than just Cabazon. People go through there, oh, yeah. back and forth from golf course over to Unser. Yeah, used to get to Intel. Right, exactly. And then, of course, from the city's general fund, this reflects our commitment to taking as much money as we possibly can from the general fund and putting it to one-time capital projects. So when people say, well, you know, where does all the money go? 16% of the money that we've used on these road projects has come from the city's general fund. 
So what does that mean exactly? Well, that means that instead of hiring administrative staff and being top heavy in administration and creating a bunch of bureaucracy, we're taking our leftover cash and we're putting it all to roads. I mean, if we have leftover cash, we're fixing roads with it. And that has been a very successful business model for us. And that's what I've been focused on. So, you know, when we talk about roads, we're going to continue to point to the fact that we are getting a lot of work done. And I have to say thank you to the city council for their support of moving in this direction. We really wouldn't be able to make the progress that we're making right now if it hadn't been for the city council that we have right now because the city council that we have right now has really helped us focus on these priorities and they understand the priorities of the citizens that what we want is we want a safe city and we want our roads fixed. And that's what we're working on. Well, they read the survey. You you do the survey, that's why you do it. Exactly, exactly. So that's the touch on the bonds. That's a touch on the elections. That's in the newsletter. And then, of course, as we kick off the new year, we're going to get into a lot of the same events that we host year over year. We've got Park in the Park coming up on Saturday, April 27th. And once again, that will be out at Campus Park at City Center. And that'll be a lot of fun. We'll be opening registration on that pretty soon. Those are classic. Cars, a lot of classic cars. Classic car show, absolutely. And then we've got the uh, spring program registration beginning January eighth. Registration for spring programs will be open, and interested individuals can find detailed program information at rrnm.gov forward slash active net and that's for all the outdoor indoor activities like athletics cooking classes spring programs various different things like that so how come the star wars fest is on april 20th is it supposed to be may the 4th you would think (laughs) yes may the 4th but uh in this particular case we've always done it right here on uh around april 20th and i've always asked that question why aren't we doing it on may the 4th everybody there's something else that that they do at the library that conflicts with this so not to mention I think the groups that come out for that, uh, the 501st and the Rebel Alliance and um, all those characters that come out, they're pretty busy on May the 4th doing other activities. I guess. So it's hard to get them to come on that day. So we moved it to April 20th. Okay. You know, so. You're forgiven. All right. And we've got a lot of Star Wars fans here in the oh, city yes. of Rancho. There, they, there's they no doubt about and, that. They yeah. do. They do. And so you've got just a bunch of stuff going on in the libraries. Then, of course, check out the event schedule at the Rio Rancho Event Center. A lot of stuff going on right there. And as a matter of fact, on the 20th, we've got the uh, Rio Rancho Home Show that's going to be happening over there at the Event Center. And we've got the uh, Public Safety Chili Cook-Off that I'll be a part of out there. So come on over, and I think we're going to have samples for $5 donation. You get to sample all three chilies. We have somebody from police somebody from fire and they're going to go up against my chili you make a contribution for a five dollars you get to sample them all and then you vote for which one you think is the best and last year the firefighters won go figure yeah so well they would know about hot chili i guess right but, all right so you were in the competition so what are you going to do? You're going to have to change now. You know you, you didn't win. So what do you, you got to do? Something gonna, different. You know, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to modify my recipe a little yeah. bit. See if I can up my game a little bit. Like I said, with my chili, 
I'm kind of a one-trick pony when it comes to the chili because I have my favorite recipes and I mm-hmm. stick to them. And you know I like to teach my recipes at the Senior Center when yes. you do these cooking classes. I tend to host one or two every now and then. I did my chili one time and mm-hmm. did my cheesecake another time and I did my lobster chowder another time. So I like to do those cooking classes at the Senior Center. They're a lot of fun. But I'll have to see if I can put in some new secret ingredients and twist the flavor a little bit to see if we we can up the game and see if the mayor can win the competition this year. Well, we'll look forward to yeah. that. Of course, we'll be broadcasting live from the events. You can come by and say hello and get your KDSK stickers. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. And then, of course, on the back page of the uh, newsletter, uh, one of those things that it, you constantly hear, it's a phrase that's commonly heralded by individuals is, I pay my taxes. And yes. We, yes, we, we all do. So. Yes. We do. We do. Uh, I and, and there's no dispute about that. I pay my taxes. And I think when I've had some people say, you know, my property tax bill is about $3,500 a year. Some are higher, some are lower than that. I don't know what the exact average is. But because we did that, we wanted to put some information out is, yeah, you do pay your property taxes, but where do they go? A lot of people don't realize that there are line items on your tax bill. And right now, you're probably looking at your tax bill going, okay, I got to pay my first half before this date. And then you got to pay your second half before the next date. And so I think property tax bills are in that cycle right now. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my wife the other day and she says, yeah, we've got to watch our spending a little bit because we got to pay our property tax bill, right? Here you see in tax year 2023, a residential property assessed by the Sandoval County Assessor's Office with a valuation of $300,000 is responsible for paying about $3,616.70 in property tax. So as I said, the average out there is $3,500, give or take, depending on what your house is valued And that's a big chunk to pay. You can do it in two segments, I know. But if you break that down over 12 months, it's really not that bad. Correct. So in this particular amount, out of that $3,600, which people write that and they say, well, I, I paid my taxes. Yes, you did. Only $977 or 27% of that is allocated actually to the city of Rio Rancho. And because we have these bonds that we just talked about, those bonds are assessed on your property tax. So a lot of that $977.60 doesn't go into the general fund where we just get to spend it however we want to, right? Mm-hmm. In this particular case, it goes to pay the public safety bond. It goes to pay the road bond. It goes to pay the quality of life bond. So a lot of that money in that 27% has been designated by the voters. The voters agreed and approved to have those bonds on their taxes. They agreed to put that money in to help pay for these things that make the city run good. Once again, infrastructure, public safety, quality of life, those are kind of the three pillars, or the three legs to the stool that we like to talk about on what makes a, a good city. And in this particular case, if you look at this, you'll see that 30% of those property taxes as you pay go to the Rio Rancho Public Schools. And quite frankly, we need the schools that we have. The schools do an amazing job. And, you know, just last year, you and I had Mike Baker on from Mm -hmm. the Rio Rancho Public Schools, talked about the bond renewal, which, by the way, the voters overwhelmingly renewed those bonds in November so that the school district had used those dollars to do critical improvements on existing facilities. 
And, well, people and, like having the best schools in the state here in Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 10% goes to C&M. So the C&M colleges here in Rio Rancho and in Albuquerque. This is a taxing district that includes both Rio Rancho and Albuquerque. And the money goes into the C&M College Fund. And then state of New Mexico gets 5%. Sandoval County gets 18% of our tax dollars when you pay your taxes. Goes to Sandoval County. And then, of course, you've got the UNM Sandoval Regional Medical Center, which is 5%. I'm sorry, I said state of New Mexico is 4%. UNM's 5%. And then you've got SCAFCA the Southern Sandoval County Arroyo Flood Control Authority and they get about 6% of your taxes there and they use the money to facilitate drainage and arroyos throughout the city of Rio Rancho. So if you drive by some of these arroyos and it has a sign on there that says maintained by SCAFCA, that's where these dollars come from. That's what pays for this. So there's a lot in this newsletter. We hope everybody will get this out. Hopefully you didn't throw it away. (laughs) And if you haven't emptied your recycle bin yet, go look for it because it might be in your recycle bin if you thought, oh, that must be just junk mail. And the other thing that you'll find on here is there are employment opportunities at the city of Rio Rancho. And so go to the city's website as well. Look for employment opportunities at rrnm.gov. And we did a whole program on that a few weeks ago, which again, you can go to Spotify and listen to you name a lot of the jobs. Not all of them. Exactly. So many, but you name some. Well, we are really, really trying hard to find people in the public works department. So go look at the jobs in the public works department because we actually have started offering some sign-on bonuses for those jobs. So go take a look at those jobs. See if they have a sign-on bonus because we are trying to get those filled at this point in time because it's a lot of work to keep a city running like this. But yeah, uh, And it's growing fast. And we are growing fast, so we need all the help we can get when it comes to getting the work done. But that's the newsletter. And I know over the next few weeks, we'll talk more about the election stuff. We'll talk more about how the bonds impact your taxes. What would be the reduction in taxes on your home if these, for some reason, failed? I think people would be surprised it's not that much money. No, and we tell people this every two years when these come up. And they still win by a huge amount. So, right. so yeah, a lot going on in this newsletter. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Rio, the police dog, is oh, yes. in here as well. And also it talked about our new strategic plan and uh, the fact that uh, we got Fire Station 6 reopened, which is the fire station up in the Mariposa area. So we've got just a lot of stuff in this newsletter that's very important information. And if you didn't get a physical copy, you can go out to RRNN gov and take a look at it and also if you didn't get a chance if you're just tuning into this show and you didn't get a chance to listen to it from the start at 8 a.m please go out and listen to it on our podcast greg hall mayor of rio rancho podcast on spotify and so derek it looks like the new year is off to a resounding fast start yes you know usually is. yeah absolutely did you survive the blizzard of 2024 <laughs> i know oh man you know it's funny. Uh, it, so here in Rio Rancho, it was like a dusting of snow. Yes. But poor Star out in Grant's got like five inches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're I, a thousand feet higher than we are. Exactly. Well, I know that when I used to live up in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, oh, man, when man. I see the snow up there, as opposed to here, I kind of giggle at the snow here in Rio Rancho. But I will tell you, there's a lot of people that do not do well 
when it comes to any type of snow or ice. So there's a lot of panic that goes out. But I do want to throw out some kudos because our streets and right-of-way crews were out there sanding and salting, putting down the cinders before the snow actually hit. And I got up the next morning and the, the streets were already sanded and cindered, even though no snow actually really stuck on the streets. They were still a little bit concerned about ice. And so with the ice and everything, they decided, okay, we're going to go ahead and lay all this down. But last week, our streets and right-of-way crews did an amazing job. And we're always grateful for the work that they do because they are the unsung heroes that keep all of our transportation systems running. Well, and in this case for last week, they were out in the middle of the night having to do this. Yes. It wasn't like during the day when you'd already be out doing stuff exactly exactly well i was a little nervous too is you know the storms that cause the most damage or the problems i shouldn't say damage but the most problems are the ones that roll in and at five o'clock the the temperature starts to really drop and it's snowing and people are coming home during rush hour this creates such a huge problem and i want to remind everybody that if you get into that situation it's best to stay where you are so that the snow plows and the people that are doing the work can do that work without having to navigate through traffic because you and i've talked about this i've had people call me and say there are no snow plows out on the street they're calling from their car Mm -hmm. because they're stuck in traffic or there's you know they're sending some sort of a message and i go oh they're out there they're just 10 cars behind you they're stuck in traffic too (laughs) you know so that's a good point you you can't plow a street full with cars right so rush hour creates all kinds of real problems it's not that they're not out there is that they're generally stuck in traffic too and they're trying to get everybody out of the way so that they can lay down their the cinders and get the plowing done and i remind everybody that also there does have to be a certain amount of accumulation before they can actually plow you don't plow a wet street right no. but so they do have to wait till there's a certain amount of accumulation before they lower the blade yeah, well, because the blade gets stuck in the cracks correct yeah. correct exactly so you don't want to do that well derek that's a lot yes it is the first show of the year I know. We've got a lot more to come over the next 12 months as we take on 2024. Well, we'll look forward to it. All right. Well, you guys go out there. Everybody have an amazing day, and God bless.